Welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online, correctly speaking, uh, seven days a week here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Pick us up as either a podcast or as a radio loop. By now, I think uh, you know what that is. There are many of you who are listening to the show that, as I speak right now, as a radio loop. In essence, it is the uh, second link on our homepage. And when you hit that link, you pick up the show, which is running in a loop on a separate computer here in the studio. And you pick it up at whatever point in the loop the show is. Very much as you would pick up... uh, a, uh, a show that you turned on your radio in your car at home uh, in, in, a, in a more analog era, perhaps. But a, a lot of people do prefer to pick up a show that way, get interested in whatever point it happens to be, sort of, you know, the, the browsing sort of, surfing the dial sort of a thing. And uh, we, we give you that option. I don't know of anyone else who does, uh, but we're going to keep doing it because, well, I like doing it that way. And a lot of you do as well. So we're, we'll continue that. It is the 19th of July. We are coming up this Thursday. By the way, yesterday, the 18th, and I want to just get this uh, for the record here. We had what I don't, again, once again, no one expected this. Just, just as when the remnants of Hurricane Ida came through the Northeast here uh, months and months ago and, and did uh, huge damage, we, we had an odd, odd sort of a day yesterday. Uh, there was a series of, of lines of thunderstorms, not just one, but several that came through in the course of the day. And before all was said and done, uh, here in where we are in the uh, the central, well, I I guess we are considered central Westchester County, but in the lower Hudson Valley, uh, we're within, you know, a few yards, uh, give or take, of the Hudson River. I'm up on a hill over here. It's lovely. We're very, very happy to be here. This time of the year, surrounded by uh, almost like a, a jungle of foliage and uh, unable to look down at the river because of all that. During the winter, it's a lot, well, that's when you could look down the hill to see the river. But uh, we had been going for we, the, the spring here. Winter and spring had been very, very wet. And it looked as though we were going to continue along those lines until about, um, I don't know, close to a month ago. And suddenly things just dried up. And everybody was talking, you know, geez, are we going through a mini drought? How many inches below regular standard rainfall are we? And uh, finally, it was people really were aware, hey, you know, we really need rain. Well, as things tend to go in those directions uh, and put them in the category of things that you can't really control because this is just how the atmosphere and nature uh, ultimately doles out the solution to these things. 
yesterday we had, and, I, and I'm waiting still to get some kind of official report, it had to be between five and six inches of rain in the course of, of, of 24 hours. It, it started, the first rains were beginning uh, around uh, the, uh, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and didn't finish until late last night. And it was one band after the next of huge downpours and thunderstorms and fortunately no, no great wind damage, at least not around here to, that came with it. They're, they're always predicting that. Lately, I, I have never in my life heard so many predictions of the possibility of a tornado, and, but here it was, and it was just unheard of. Once again, for just this is what you get with thunderstorms. I don't remember any of this as a kid. I don't remember weather like this. It was, it got scary at one point. You know, they're always giving you these, um, you, you're, you're hearing public service announcements or, or just regular broadcasts during the weather segment of a lot of news shows. Never drive into a, uh, a standing water situation. You never know how deep it's going to be. You could find yourself stuck. All sorts of things can happen to you. Uh, well, I, was, I, I made it through. Uh, I was driving home yesterday. Uh, in the afternoon, uh, I guess it was close to three o'clock. I was coming back to uh, here to the house, and I was on mostly major highways, six-lane highways, the whole way until I got here uh, near the house. And I took a back road. Not a well. Can I call it a back road? Yeah, I guess it is. It's a very nicely paved, but one one lane in each direction, very windy, hilly, that ultimately takes me right to the driveway here. And uh, anticipating that I would have not too much difficulty on that road, just by its hilliness, it should have avoided, if there should have been a lot of runoff and drainage of the water. It was raining heavily at that time. And it was true, that road was not problematic. But there's one final snaky uh, flat level connector road that takes me to the driveway itself. And I somehow in my mind discounted that as being, no, that, that's the least likely road where I'd have a problem. That's where the worst of it happened. And there were points in that road based on traffic coming in the other direction where there was water suddenly either pooling or running in a stream, a river, a fast moving river of water as much as a foot of it. And, and, and this was unprecedented. I'd never seen this. I took some footage of it. I pulled into the driveway, turned around, whipped out the cell phone, and started taking some pictures of what had happened. But it didn't capture earlier stuff that had happened further up the road. I wasn't going to go back there to try to take pictures of it. It was unprecedented stuff. And, and, and with that, I'm hearing that today in London will be the hottest day in something like 350 years of keeping records, or for all intents and purposes, the hottest day ever in London, England. 103 or 105 degrees is projected. As I, as I do this show, they're probably already 
uh, yeah, they're getting, uh, it's, it's probably past noon. Or, no, well, they're getting up to noon pretty soon uh, in London right now, and they're going to feel that. No one's equipped for this. Uh, France has been going through the same thing again. No one's really equipped for this. No, no one has air conditioning like we have it in this country. This just isn't supposed to happen. You remember, England, uh, for the most part, is, uh, is really much tucked up, much higher, closer to the Arctic Circle. And what keeps it temperate is the, uh, the eastern edge of what is the Gulf Stream here, the Humboldt Current on the other side, and the mild waters that are flowing around the Irish Sea and coming up the, west, the east coast of England and then flowing in towards the, the uh, La Manche, the, the, uh, the English Channel and that area around there, those are, the, those are the waters that are keeping everything much milder despite where they're located. Well, something's gone screwy here. And it's just another indication of climate change, and I, 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 I guess I'm going to segue from there into my biggest set of concerns. Um, we're not paying attention to it. The, 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 stuff, the stuff that, well, there are some people who are paying attention to it. But it seems that anything really effective or efficient to be done about it seems to be blocked off. Now, these days, uh, that seems to be equivalent. The, 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 that's tantamount to saying, well, it's Joe Manchin who's stopping Biden's climate change agenda, or maybe it's Kristen Sinema, but mostly Joe Manchin. He's the one that gets pointed to constantly. And, 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 and with good reason, he appears to be uh, basically uh, working at the behest of his Republican donors. He's a Democrat, but he is, he is doing everything in his power to prevent anything of substance being done large-scale substance being done to deal with climate issues, certainly by the United States. And it seems pretty likely that we will not meet our climate, our, our carbon uh, footprint goals and our commitments uh, made internationally uh, because uh, basically Joe Manchin will block us from doing it. And of course, the Republicans as a block don't want to do anything about it whatsoever. They're all uh, in, beholden to Republican donors who basically just don't want to do anything because it would be inconvenient and financially uh, a little difficult for them to do it. So you find all kinds of ways of denying and lying to yourself about it. But the, the, end, the end result of all that is that nothing really substantive gets done and certainly not at the pace that it needs to get done to deal with what we're dealing with in the real world. And, and, and it goes along with this whole list of things that basically just don't seem to be uh, receiving the attention they should be receiving. Things that, that, that would seem to have the support of the American people but for some reason, for some reason, politically, we seem incapable of dealing with the issues at hand. Now, th this, I think, is brought into 
perfect focus. Well, there's an, there was an article in the Washington Post, I think it was yesterday, that talked about how we are edging towards a civil war situation. Now that, again, this is another thing that people, oh, come on, who are you kidding? There's no way, blah, 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 blah. But, but, but not to get into the article in detail, because I want to take a more, what I think is a more uh, salient, not uh, uh, an easier to absorb example of where we're going or where we're not going right now. But basically, the article uh, essentially said that when you have this many things that one group of people are in favor of that don't seem to comport with what is good for the country, there is something else at play. When people don't want to do what is best for them, and simply have this need to differentiate themselves from others. That, that's indicative of something. I'm, I'm not going to go with that particular storyline. I, I want to I take this from a different perspective. And of all things, the, 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 the thing that most uh, reveals to me where things are getting dicey in this country is a political ad that's out there by a guy named Dan Goldman. He's running here in New York for a new seat that was just created. Uh, they, they put together several different districts and Dan just got the nomination. What he says in his political ad is as brilliant a political or any other ad as I've heard in a long time. It is the most compact, thoughtful, uh, shorthand statement of what differentiates him from not only his opponents, but from an entire swath of the country, it would seem, as I've ever heard. And I, and I want to play... I want to play the ad for you, just, just the audio from it. This is, a, this is a TV ad, so it's audio and video. But just listen to the audio for a moment, and then we'll pick it up from there. Okay, hang on. Here we go. When America needed him, Dan Goldman answered the call. Mr. Goldman, you may begin. Donald J. Trump abused the power of his office. After a decade as a top New York prosecutor, Dan Goldman proved the case against Trump. Today he's running for Congress because our entire future is at stake. The right to vote, to choose, our safety, our planet, even democracy itself. Dan has the experience and the courage to meet the moment. I'm Dan Goldman and I approve this message. I, I, I hope that that went by rather quickly. It's a 30 second ad, but what was said in there and the implications of what were said in there, and and the and and the and the and the sheer compactness of of of, of presenting that message in the fewest possible words, and getting the point across between what you are, what you believe on one side, what 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 one group in this country believes, and what the other side either doesn't believe or is willing to ignore for the sake of what? That's the question. 
Think of, he, he just laid this out so, so, so readily. Yes, he's a prosecutor. Yes, he has the background. Yes, he was part of the impeachment group uh, for the second impeachment trial. He was, I think he was one of the managers, Dan Goldman, uh, on the uh, impeachment trial for that, that, was, that, was, that was done against Trump, I think. Well, there were two impeachments, obviously the one where he tried to bribe Zelensky uh, or to unbribe, I, I don't know how you want to put it, uh, find dirt on the Bidens and I'll give you the money that Congress has already voted, that he should, any other country, you're already in prison for that, not in America. And the second one, of course, for what he did on January 6th and then didn't do on January 6th, we'll be hearing a lot more about that. Uh, this Thursday in what uh, is supposed to be what is advertised as the last uh, public hearing, but God knows what's going to come after that. Um, Goldman was part of all that, on top of which now he's running in this newly organized seat. But what does the ad say? It says, if you are concerned about the right to vote, the right to choose. What is he talking about with the vote? Well, he's talking about all the gerrymandering. He's talking about all the laws that are being passed around the country that are prohibiting a whole bunch of people from being able to vote. The right to choose. Everything that has happened with the Supreme Court uh, in Roe v. Wade and the other things that are threatened by jerkazoids like Clarence Thomas saying that he wants to make everything a state situation. Uh, you want to get rid of uh, you want to get rid of abortion altogether, but let's also get rid of uh, uh, anything that has to do with. Um, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, protection for gay marriage and stuff like that, and anything to do with transgenders. Let's just, let's just get rid of something. Let's, let's, let's make something illegal. We'll feel a lot better about it. Safety, gun issues. Again, then, and then, of course, if you're concerned about our planet, finally, he says, if you're concerned about democracy itself. Let me go back over that list. If you're concerned about voting, choice, safety, the future of the planet, even democracy itself. Now, is there anyone in this country when the, or, no, that's not true. I can't put it that way. If you, if you run any one of those five issues in a polling in this country, you will find substantial majorities of Americans in favor of the positions that Dan Goldman is taking. This Democrat, Dan Goldman, is taking. People want fair voting laws. People want Roe v. Wade to be out there. People want exceptions, even if, uh, even if there's some kind of law that, that does limitations, there have to be absolute exceptions for rape, for incest, and all these other things. People don't want, with something like eight or ten states have already put in place, absolute restrictions on abortion. People don't want that. The majority of people, and in, these, and in many of these cases, it's 60, 70, 80%, depending on how this, the, the the uh, the issue is posed. Don't want the the counterpoint to what Dan Goldman is running on. They don't want, in essence, the Republican, whatever is Republican. Is it Trumpian? Is it, is it just nastiness? What is it 
They don't want what they're running on. They don't want automatic weapons to be on the street. Well, Republicans want that. Yahoos want to have, uh, you know, open carry. Uh, hey, come in with your, with, your, with your AR-15 with a shoulder harness and walk around the street like this because it's cool. I think you can do that. And I think you can do that in Kansas, by the way. I know you can have it. You know, it's open carry for, for sidearms. So I could go with my, I could, I could look like, you know, Pancho Villa, or I could walk around with my, with my Western buckle, with my, with my bullets in it, with my sidearm there, ready to do battle with whomever, do a Marshall Dillon, or be the bad guy, or whatever I want to be. You can do that. It's, it's primitive. It's ancient. It's nuts. It's insane. The rationale is non-existent, but it does something to people's egos and something to their... I don't know, their testosterone, or, and I, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. It's not their safety. We know that. Statistically, it doesn't work that way. How about the planet? Dan talks about the planet. How could you not be in favor of saving the earth? How could you allow legislation to just slip by? How could you avoid responsibility for responsible stewardship of this rock that we're on? How could you allow a constant levels of CO2? How could you how could you rationalize away the things that you must do to make the planet safer and healthier and, 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 and maybe like the idea of being safe but not wanting to do anything about it. Democrats overwhelmingly want something rational and proper to be done. Republicans, a substantial number do. So overall, large numbers, percentages of Americans want something rational done. But as a position, as a group within the Congress, Republicans are dead set against this stuff. They just don't want to do it. And of course, they've got, they've got Joe Manchin, who was basically a Republican by any other name, or being basically funded by Republican billionaires. And whatever the hell Kristen Cinema is, uh, you know, in Arizona, she, these people basically are in there to throw monkey wrenches. So Biden had better get his brains out of it, his head out of his butt and start doing some, some, do whatever the hell he can do with presidential decrees, with executive orders to get this stuff done and stop trying to look for some kind of uh, consensus because there doesn't seem to be any. Let the consensus follow a show of his strength. Let consensus be the result of his action and let people understand they're better off going in that direction, if they're going to go in that direction at all. One way or the other, the legislation or at least the orders that are needed to do things about voting and choice and safety and planetary activity, those have to come one way or the other. We need that. To, that, that those are the conversation starters. So, Joe, whatever you can do, just do it, man. Get started on this stuff. Show people you're willing to do it. Get past this, this, this bipartisan prejudice you have because it's, it's not functional. It's not meaningful where we are. The fifth thing in the Dan Goldman ad that you might have heard, remember, it was, it was voting, choice, safety, guns, planet, 
And then he said, democracy itself. And they show in the ad the January 6th insurrection, the raiding of the Capitol. Again, Americans, by wide, wide swaths at this point, well, on, 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 the, on the January 6th thing, yeah, okay, let, 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 let's, let's take that down to its essence. Donald Trump's big lie, I won, uh, the, the election was a steal, they stole the election from me. You're down to about half of Republicans believing that, believing it. But that means that half of Republicans don't, okay? They, 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 they doesn't say they wouldn't vote for Trump, but the basis for the insurrection is embraced by half of Republicans. And if Republicans are less than half of the registered uh, people in this country, the registered voters, and you have half of them, that means that something in the range of three-quarters of Americans, or at least, we, I think the numbers are somewhere, at least two-thirds of Americans, do not believe the big steal. Okay, they don't believe what Trump is saying. And that means that everything that flows from there, basically, and if, if you take this issue by issue, they're not on board with it. But yet, Republicans, whatever Republicans are, and I, here I'm talking about Republicans that are beholden to Donald Trump. This is the, 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 the brand of Republicanism, which is actually Trumpism, which basically is, appears to be controlling the party at this point. That group of individuals seems committed to the notion of countering everything that Dan Goldman is running on and everything that the majority, that depending on the issue, substantial majorities of the American people are going for. So what is it that someone gains? Think about this. What does, what does anyone gain by just being against things that seem to be common sense. What do you gain by, by demeaning the vote, by, by, by limiting the people who can vote, by making, by making elections inherently unfair so that only your side can win? What do you do by, what do you gain by rolling back a 50-year right to choose so that women now suddenly have to start going through insane processes and, 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 and are, are, are forced into situations that we thought we'd never have to deal with again in this country. What do you gain by continuing to add more guns to the street as people are being killed on a daily basis? What do you gain by ignoring the problems of pollution and all the planetary issues that we can only solve if we solve them in concert with, among ourselves, for starters, but certainly with other nations. What do you gain by fighting that? What do you gain by basically, ultimately, well, what you get is that fifth point in the, in the Goldman ad. 
None of these things, all of, all of the Trumpian positions on things can largely be defined as cutting off one's nose to spite one's face. But more than that, they are a break with the other. It is an effort to separate from. It, it, they are a study in illogic. They are a study in, in self-defeating. They are a study in reactiveness based on, well, fear. It, it, it always comes down to that, doesn't it? These are positions that the Trumpian types have adopted or are holding on to, which can only be presented in an emotional, counterintuitive way. It's us versus them. The only way you can basically promote the notion of limiting votes and making it hard for people to have a fair election is if you are imagining yourself in a state of oppression, you see yourself in a last-ditch situation. We can't afford democracy. So we have to stop that. If, if you see taking away a 50-year right to choose and then doing more as something going in the right direction, you are no longer looking at a democratic process. You are watching, and the Supreme Court itself has declared itself outside of its own rules, norms, and ethical, and ethical processes. We no longer believe in stare decisis. The court, the court has said it is no longer within the realm of standard democratic mechanisms. The way that we're supposed to act to basically be a check and a balance, we don't want to do that. We just want to be political. We no longer want to even pretend that we're doing things in an even-handed, apolitical way for the best what is in the best interest of the country and finding a way to basically wed that to constitutional principles. We're not even trying to do that. We don't give a damn anymore, says the Supreme Court of the United States. Oh, and, and, and the three Trump justices that basically got put on the bench, well, two of them lied outright about what they were going to do in Roe v. Wade. We haven't even begun to think about where that goes. We, we go into, the, into the, uh, the safety issue here, guns. We, we don't give a damn that, pe that people are being shot up. Well, if we, if, we're, if we don't want the vote to be fair... Well, maybe having gu guns is a great way to intimidate people. You know, if I can have an open carry gun situation and we go walking around while you're trying to vote or the wrong people are trying to vote, oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just walking around with my gun, you know, because I'm allowed to do that. It doesn't, don't matter. Uh, you know, you know, oh yeah, we 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 Second Amendment rights. You know, uh, we we're, we are the militia that the government is attempting to maintain in order to keep uh, protection from the British that may be coming to take us over any minute. If you actually read the damn Second Amendment, well, we're and well, you know, the state and our state says that we can do it this way. We no longer have to have anything rational like a federal statement of how guns should be used or how votes should be used. No, we want it all to go back to the states. We basically want to dissolve 
any federal notion of control. And we've basically, over the last 20 years, watched the federal government absolve itself of responsibility for doing these things, largely at Republican behest, and now almost exclusively at Republican, at the, at the behest of the Republicans. We don't want to do anything about the planet. The hell with the planet. Who cares about the planet if basically they're taking away my vote, they're taking away my control, they're, take, they're, 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 they're making me frightened. I don't give a damn about the planet. I want my control. I want my guns. I, fear comes way before planetary concern. And then in the end, and again, I'm relating back to the Dan Goldman ad. It's all about what's left of our democracy. If everything that the Republicans or the Trumpians stand for basically is an abrogation, is, 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 is contrary to A, what people want, and B, what common sense dictates, then, then who are the Republicans representing? What are these people, what do they want? If everything that's good for the country, and we've hit some pretty broad strokes there in the, in the Dan Goldman ad. I mean, it's brilliantly, compactly, thoughtfully put together. If you're against fair voting, if you're against the right for women to choose what their own lives are going to be, if you're against safety with guns, if you're against planetary considerations, then what are you really for? Well, you're not for America. And, and, and you may not have even really thought about this yourself just yet. If you have this much fear, this much anger, you know Donald isn't really going to lead you into a civil war unless he's going to get something out of it. Don't, don't look for Donald to basically be the leader. He's not going to be the new Jeff Davis, by the way. He's going to find a way to basically get something out of this. Or the moment it gets too dicey, he's going to find somewhere else to be, something else to do, cash in all the money he's gotten, find himself maybe somewhere in, I don't know, Russia or, or China. I don't know where, where Donald would go to make sure that his money is safe. But, but don't expect him to be the beginner of a country. Don't expect him to be the starter of a geographic re reshuffling of America based on this, this bubble of fear and irrationality that is being pumped further and further by the constant yelling and screaming of the same lie that he tells over and over again. He's not going to ever take responsibility for anything. But people are getting, I, I sense, the ones who are still bought into this have to get more and more crazed in order to stay bought into this, the lie. So who leads them? Who, who is their real leader? What is it that they ultimately do? How do you deal with this? What about all of these radicalized groups? How about the Oath Keepers and whatever the other things are? I mean, you know, they're, they're all being looked at, but there's plenty of other little groups that are out there. Domestic terrorism, single biggest threat in this country. It's been said for many years now. Bigger than ISIS, bigger than anything else. 
our domestic terrorist problem is the thing that we have to be concerned about. What do you do with these people? What do they do when there's still this need to pump it up? When Donald keeps pumping it and people keep drinking the Kool-Aid with him. When rationality in the form of the Dan Goldman ad is out there and you have to be completely against that if you want to drink the Kool-Aid with Donald. And Donald is still the image. He's the cult leader of all this. But if you have any brains in your head, you know he's not going to be around when the time comes to lead, what, the new nation of Tromponia? Is, is, is that what we're, I mean, where does this go? When, when does this fever break? How does this fever break? How do we have a non-functional Congress that can't pass the laws and rules that we need to support the demands of the majority of people? How do we maintain faith in a federal system that basically is not doing what the federal system is supposed to do in the face of absolutely specific challenges that it should and was designed to be able to handle. What happens when an entire political party is being taken over largely by a radicalized portion of that party that really is not operating under logical, rational uh, means? It's not basically operating uh, under, under motivations it's not motivated by that which is ultimately good for it. It's motivated by its own fear of that which it is not or those who are not part of it. It is basically just a, seg a perpetually or an increasingly more segregated group of people. At least in the Civil War, and we talked about this on prior shows, in the American Civil War, you could have a ge you had geographic areas. You had a specific you had a specific thing. It was really slavery. I don't know why people imagined it was anything else, but it was it was slavery. It was a moral issue. It was geographic. There was an economic thing, and there were reasonable dividing lines. Now we are in a situation where state by state we are busting places apart. We have groups within one state, another state. We are basically, the Supreme Court has now given rise to at least uh, declaring red-blue uh, on an absolute level vis-a-vis -vis a woman's right to choose for her own body by taking away a 50-year right. So if that ain't not wacky enough and state legislators jumping at the opportunity to go there just to... To what? To differentiate themselves from Democrats? It's not to fulfill the, the desires of the American people. It's to, to fulfill fear. It's how much further can you push this? I mean, I, I'd like to believe that maybe it can all just calm down on its own over time, that Trump will sort of go away and that will sort of drift slowly but gradually, or maybe, maybe in, a, in a dramatic way, drift back into some semblance of rational 
legislative functionality at both a federal and at state levels? That it won't be, are you, are you willing to go and do crazy laws about guns and crazy laws about women's right to choose? And are you, are you, are you willing to put out something against transgenders just to basically pander to the crazies? Maybe because you're a crazy yourself. Do we drift out of that back into something a little more familiar, a little less uh, polarized, a little less draconian, a little, a little less anti-democratic, a little less looking like a fascistic, you know, little fascisms growing up all over the place, which basically will merge at any time. D if you take Trump out of the picture, does that make it easier? Does it? Does that take the, the the cult leader out? Now, now he's talking, and one would understand him talking uh, with this idea. I'm going to run for president because if I run for president, they can't prosecute me. And if they can't prosecute me, I'll probably. And if they have begun, I'll basically uh, I'll absolve myself and I'll absolve every. I'll do it all over again. I've already done it once with Bannon and 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 you know Manafort and and Flynn and those guys. This time I'll do it for everybody, and they won't be able to touch me. But okay, and 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 the Democrats are saying, "Well, go, Donald, please announce you're going to run. Do it quickly. That'll screw up the entire midterm midterm process. It'll make it more about you. The inflation situation goes away. Of course, no one bothering to really talk about the reality of inflation or anything else going on supply chain. It's international, folks. It has. It is not just American. Uh, Joe Biden is just not getting this point across sufficiently. Donald basically could absolutely make it all about Donald because he's an inherently selfish person that basically has no concern about the country itself. He is the, 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 the uh, spiritual head, the cult head of the wackos in Tromponia. But there's the rest of the country that doesn't go along with this, you know, the ration, the people that Dan Goldman is talking to and about, and, 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 there is, and there is the question of where people go and what winds up happening if you can't, if you, you have to let, let it out. If, if nothing is getting resolved, if all this nuttiness is all that's out there, if anti-rationality, if anti-vote, anti anti-choice, anti-safety, anti-planet, anti-democracy, if that's what's out there and you're not satisfying the urge to be anti with what? Putting out some anti-legislation on all of it. If you can't really keep up with the hunger and the anger and the fear, where do the people who follow Donald let it all out? Ah, that's the problem. Can this wind up in the streets? around the country and it'll be streets city by city location by location but with some kind of a uh, a, a general uh, confluence of, of ideas so that this group in this city in that town may want to come you know uh, organize with this group and that group 
how far are we from something like that starting? Because the crazies haven't gotten what they wanted yet either. And they may be beginning to realize that Trump really doesn't care about giving it to them. And yeah, truly, this is their last chance to get the crazy, to make the crazies the rulers, to get rid of all this lib foolishness and all of this idea that you, you help people, get rid of all this once and for all. How, how far does it go? How far can we go with a totally ineffective federal legislating system with a Supreme Court that has abdicated all responsibility and throwing everything back to the states before everybody starts really jumping down each other's throats and push does come to shove on a national basis? How far can we go? I, I, I tell you what has to happen and whether or not it, it, it basically turns the tide, I don't know. Donald must be indicted soon. The only chance we have of preventing real civil outbreaks, I don't want to say civil war, I'm not even sure how it would appear, but people feeling that nothing is working, why respect the government, why respect any laws, nothing gets done, nothing that the people want get done, so let's just take it into our own hands and be totally selfish about it because no one's going to really do anything, certainly not on a federal level, certainly not from the Supreme Court. They're just basically going to do what's in their interest anyway and block the other side. Why should we pay any attention to them? The only thing that runs a chance of basically throwing a monkey wrench in that monkey wrench situation is basically saying the system works Donald, we're going to show you that the system, this old system that seems like it was going under, that would never in a million years have considered having to do what it's about to do, but it's strong enough to indict a criminal, even one who was the former president of the United States. Point, set, match. That's it. And if we can't go there and go there damn soon, then shame on us because we will suffer the consequences or certainly continue to suffer increasingly bad consequences. We will continue to find ourselves going downhill in our own eyes and in the eyes of the world. Where exactly that will wind up, I, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's not hard to imagine but we must show some systemic resilience, federal systemic resilience, something that says the federal government of this country is still superior. The Constitution says so. The laws and actions of the federal government supersede those of the states. We are not going to devolve down into nothing but a localized state thing where it's a free-for-all and the loonies, it's either loonies or rationals. And that's where it's going right now. 
You stop that, in my opinion, by, by really, really alerting people to the inherent power of the federal government to do something that it's never had to do before, but it can do it because it's that important to its own salvation, to its, perhaps its resurrection at this point. Donald must be shown to be subject to the rules and laws of this country like anyone else. Otherwise, shame on us. Think about it. Please, please think about it. Republicans, think about this. What do you want? Where do you want this to wind up? Do you really want, or, or, or can't you just, you can't think that far? You can't think, wow, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, we're in, now we can do whatever we want because there's no, there's no one to stop us. And now we can get what we've, we don't, we, we're not going to be bound by all this need to be lib and, 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 and to help all these people that we don't want to, even if that's how we got to where we are today with our ancestors coming over. We, we don't want any more of that. We, we want it. We want it white, yeah, I guess. We want it classist. You can appeal to the classist side. Republicans can, can appeal to that also. It's anyone who doesn't want to be bound by the way we do things, the, the, the clumsiness and the nastiness of a democracy, the, 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 the messiness of, of having to work under a system of getting things done, of compromising, of true progressivism. No, it's a mess. And if there's nothing there reminding us that it has to be messy and that it has to be difficult and that you have to make difficult decisions and that there's people at the top who really are willing to make those decisions out of a commitment to this country, no matter what your political stripe. If, if we're not reminded of that, if we don't get an object lesson to, uh, to that effect on a regular basis, we're going to forget about it. Because, well, social media allows us to do that. We focus on whatever the hell we want to focus on. Federal government has to shout louder. The Department of Justice has to shout louder. You indict Donald? Oh, yeah. That'll be the loudest shout out there. Now, I understand that it's got to be the case of the century. It's got to be an absolutely airtight case. You, the last thing on earth you could do is allow him to lose. Well, you come up with enough counts that at least one or two of them will ultimately hold, and the man will have to do time. He will be convicted of crimes. He will be prevented from running for future office. Pass a law. Pass a, pass a presidential decree. Go ahead, go ahead. Go, for God's sake, Joe, uh, do an executive order that says that a, that a president of the United States who has been convicted of a crime may no longer hold office. And then dare the, dare the Supreme Court to go ahead and to, and to block it. Just go ahead and do it, Joe. And, and merit, for God's sake, indict this guy. But don't let us just drift like this, drift into this, 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 this cesspool of stupidity, this, this demise of democracy for no other reason except we refuse to do what we can still do to preserve our union. Come on, guys. Women, men and women. 
buck up, grow a pair, do what you have to do. Listen to the Dan Goldman ad. Take it seriously. Everybody. Now, Dan is at a district where he's going to win. We know that. But that ad should be something everyone in the country, every Democrat in the country should be playing that same ad. If they're not, shame on them. Because that's where the country is. And you can only make that ad really come home if there's some teeth in the government, if there's some showing that the government, the federal government, is still capable of doing something. No, it's not all reduced down to, do we have loonies or rationals? Is it team crazy in our particular state legislature, or are we rational people? You can't allow it to get to that point. Even if it is already, in many instances, the only way out is showing that the law actually works. Come on. Come on, Merritt. Grow a pair. Are you insulted by that? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. Grow a pair. And listen to a little jazz while you're doing it.
listening to Central F Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. The best political ad probably of the last 30 years. Dan Goldman telling people that it's all about, do you want to surrender the right to vote, the right to choose, the right to safety, the right to planetary security, the right to democracy itself? Because that's what you're faced with if you go with the Republicans. That requires some action on the federal level. How about it?